You're listening to the Born Again Anxious Podcast. Anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues don't just go away magically for Christians. So let's have an honest conversation about what it's like to be born again and anxious. Well, hey there. Welcome back to the podcast. My name's Adam Reynolds, uh, and I am your host as you are listening to the Born Again Anxious podcast. Uh, Whether this is your first time listening or you've listened to every episode, um, I'm glad that you are here today listening, wherever here may be, whether that's uh, driving down the road, uh, in your in your car, or sitting in your office, or maybe you're in your lazy boy, I, I don't know what it is. Um, wh- wherever you are, I'm glad that you are listening. Well, today I want to talk about hope, right? Um, not just like a buzzword, but but actually something that I think is really, really important in the life of a believer, and especially the the life of a believer that deals with uh, mental health issues, right? We are, uh, as I am getting ready to record this, uh, this is actually the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, um, but it's also the, the week before uh, Advent starts, right? And maybe you're familiar with Advent, maybe maybe you're not. It depends on um, the the specific Christian tradition that you come from. Um, you know, I, I know that growing up, a lot of times, uh, people would think about Advent as like that Catholic thing, right? Um, or, or maybe if you were in a, a high church, uh, you know that that was more liturgical and and things like that. Maybe maybe you did Advent, um, but for for people who are in a um, non denominational church or uh, you know some sort of an independent church, um, and and really some mainline denominations as well, um, Advent is not something that is practiced a lot. Um, now, it is interesting, over the last few years, it seems like um, observing it and, and practicing it, um, even within those non-liturgical traditions, has, has started to pick up a little more. Uh, but the idea of Advent is simply this. It's the period of time before Christmas, right, uh, before December 25th, where we set aside some specific times uh, to focus in a different way on the coming of Christ. You know, and, and we, on this side of the cross, um, we remember a few different things. Uh, number one, we, we remember how Jesus has, um, has, has come already, um, you know, he came as a as a as a baby, uh, born in uh, pretty normal ways, um, and yet came as the the savior of the world. Right. So we we remember that, but but even before that, we remember um, this longing, this waiting uh, that the nation of Israel had, uh, waiting for this Messiah to come. Um, so we look back and we look at the present, but we also look forward. We look at, at um, Jesus and the fact that he will come again, right? And so we're, we're waiting for that. So we identify it with the waiting in the past, 
the present, and the future, right? And so, so this, this idea of Advent, uh, setting aside this time specifically to focus on this, is one that I think is, is really good. And, you know, for us uh, in the, the church family that I'm a part of, um, we're going to spend the first Sunday of Advent and we're going to talk about hope. And, and, you know, hope is one of those things that tends to be a, eh, it tends to be a buzzword, right? It, it tends to be one of these things that we, uh, we, we throw around and we kind of mean different things, uh, depending on who's using the word, right? Political candidates promise hope. Products um, promise hope, right? That's the whole premise of advertising, to, to provide you with this sense of hope, saying you need this product. You want things to be better, so buy this product. It will give you hope. There's all sorts of ways that we see this idea of hope showing up. But, but what, is, what is hope, really? Like, what is biblical hope? Because biblical hope is not wishful thinking. It's not blind optimism. It's, it's not based on current circumstances, right? Biblical hope is a state of anticipation of a future that is better than the present. And it, it doesn't matter, like, what your current situation is, you may be in a terrible time right now. Uh, you may be experiencing some things, right? You, for those of you that struggle uh, with mental health issues, you may be experiencing depression. You may be experiencing anxiety. You may, you may be experiencing um, some symptoms of your PTSD. You may be experiencing panic attacks. You may be experiencing all these sorts of things, and, and yet you know that that's not your identity. You know that there is hope in something greater. It's it, hope, biblical hope, is not based in your circumstances. It's based in who God is and what Jesus has done. Right? When you when you look at the Old Testament, there's there's two main words that translate hope. Yakal, uh, which carries this idea of hopeful waiting, right? And it's a lot of times it's translated um, just to wait. You know, there there's an example of this uh, Noah when when he is um, in the ark and they're they're waiting for the um, the 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 waters to recede. Um, in Genesis 8, it talks about him waiting, yahaling, right? And, uh, and, and waiting in, in hope that this is going to happen, right? And the other one is kava, uh, which has the meaning, this kind of this mention of the tension of waiting. I, I think this is fascinating. Kav, uh, Q-A-V, is um, the root of kava. And, uh, and, and kav means cord, right? Think like, like, a, like a rope, right? Like a, like a cord that has strands that are braided together that, that forms this, um, this rope. So the, the root of the word is cord. And kava carries with it this idea of the tension that comes 
from a cord being pulled tightly, right? I don't know if you've ever um, done tug-of-war, right? Uh, I remember a number of years ago, I was at a a church camp, and uh, we were playing tug-of-war, and uh, it was it was the adults that were that were doing this. It wasn't the kids, and so we had half the counselors on one side, half the counselors on the other. We had this giant rope, right? And uh, and and we started going, and the rope just got tighter and tighter and tighter, and eventually my team won. Right? We pulled the other team uh, over the line. The problem was that that rope had gotten so tight that when we pulled them over the line and then the other team let go, that rope recoiled, pulled back, and whipped and hit every one of us on on the way down on, on my team, right? And so there were actually a whole bunch of counselors who were in the nurse's uh, station from from these rope burns. I remember I had this one on um, on my arm, right? It's about the width of a rope, and it's just where it hit me really hard. Um, in fact, to this day, I still have a little little bit of a, a scar. It's it's mostly gone by now, um, but that's the idea of kavav, right? This this tension that comes of this rope that is that is being pulled. Tightly, and the tension is only relieved when the cord breaks. And and I I was reading this this week and 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 looking into this idea, and I was thinking, man, that that's what I feel like so often um, when it comes to um, having hope in the sense of mental illness, having hope in in the midst of experiencing depression or experiencing anxiety or, or experiencing panic attacks, right? Is it that I know, I know that it's going to, um, it's going to end. I know that God is going to see me through this. And yet, yet there's this, this tension that's there. But I have this hope that it will be um, relieved right there there's there's different passages you know in Isaiah it it talks about um the um uh the farmer cavaing for grapes right hoping or waiting for grapes um and then elsewhere in Isaiah he he says that he he cavaz for God right because the only hope Isaiah had in the dark days was hope for God himself, right? And, and you know, it shows up uh, all sorts of places. But there, there's one in particular, Psalm 40, verse 1. This is a psalm that gives me hope, right? Verse, verse 1 of chapter 40 starts off, uh, and it says this, I waited patiently, for the Lord. Wait, that word waited there, right? Kava. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, 
a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud to go astray after a lie. You have multiplied, O God, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts towards us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. In sacrifice and offering you have not delighted, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering, burnt and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. Behold, I have not restrained my lips as you know, O Lord. I have not hidden your deliverance within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the, congregate, from the great congregation. As for you, Lord, you will not restrain your mercy from me. Your steadfast love and faithfulness will ever preserve me. Right? It's this idea that the, the psalmist writes about what sustains him in the midst of everything that is going on. It's hope. It's biblical hope. It's looking back at how God has worked in his life, worked through him, and how God will sustain him. And then the rest of the psalm goes on and he, he looks at his present situation. And he says, he says, I have all of these things that are going on around me and, and yet I will, I will hope in you. Right? And I think for those of us that deal with um, mental health issues that experience uh, all of these things, um, I, I think we need to remember hope. We need to remember what God has done. Look, when I am having a panic attack, um, I in that moment, I don't feel hopeful, at least not based on the, the situation at hand. But leading up to that panic attack, right, even though my current situation doesn't make me feel hopeful, I can have hope. Why? Because I've gotten through it before. Because God has sustained me. Even, even in the midst of depression, even in the midst of experiencing symptoms of depression over a long period of time, in a time when, frankly, it seems like there isn't much hope to be found, I can have hope. Why? Because God has sustained me. God has seen me through. Even in my most anxious moment, I can have hope. Why? Not based on my current situation, but because God has seen me through. So here's what I want to encourage you to do. I want to encourage you today, pull, pull out a piece of paper, um, do, this, do this right now, um, or if, if you can't do it right now, do it later. Do it as soon as you have an opportunity. Pull out a piece of paper 
and I just want you to start writing. And I want you to start writing all the ways that you have seen God come through. That, that you have seen God, um, that, that, that you have seen his hand, right? Um, you know, the truth is this, that, that God is always there and God hasn't gone anywhere. Sometimes we just need to be more aware of his presence. And so write down, how, how in the past can you look back and you can say, I recognize God's presence there. And I recognize God's presence there. And I, I recognize his hand there. And I, I recognize how he pulled me through there. And I, I recognize there how he reached down and pulled me up out of the pit of despair. Right? Look, look back on all these things. Make, make this list. And continue to add to this list as, as you have time to reflect. And then when you find yourself in those times where it feels like there is no hope, look back at this list and remember all the ways that you have been reminded of God's goodness and his grace and his mercy and his love and how he has been there for you and how he will be there for you again. Look, there is no doubt that as a follower of Jesus, uh, there are there are times in my life that are really trying. And I I, I look and I I I want to say, God, where where are you? And what what are you doing? I I, I don't feel you. Right? I I, I know um, I was reading something lately and and uh, recently and and the the author talked about um, you know how do you follow God when you don't feel his hand um, how do you how do you follow God when um, when it just doesn't feel like he's there at all right it feels like you're just talking to the ceiling and nobody's listening how do you how do you do that well I think um, one of the ways that, that we do that is we remember the hope that God has provided in the past and how God will continue to provide. Because look, hope is anchored in, in God's past faithfulness, but it doesn't stop there. It anticipates his future continued faithfulness. Whatever you are going through, Christian, whatever you are experiencing, whatever pit you feel like you are in, you have hope. How do I know that? Because God is with you, and God is with me, and I can look back, and I can see his faithfulness, and I can read his word and I can read of his faithfulness. And I can listen to other followers of Jesus. And I can hear of his faithfulness. And I see in scripture that he will be faithful to the end. That there is an eternity that we will spend with him. And that gives me hope. And so may you, Christian, have hope today. 
Thank you so much for listening. I'm, I'm glad that you tuned in today. It's my prayer um, as we as we kind of get ready to go into uh, this season of Advent. If you're if you're listening to this uh, right after it was recorded, um, as as we go into this, uh, that you would remember the faithfulness of God. Hey, a couple things I want to remind you of. Um, first one is this. Um, if you're not already a subscriber, I'd love for you to subscribe on your uh, favorite uh, pod, whatever you know, app you listen to uh, podcasts on. Um, subscribe, you know, and and uh, make sure to get the updates on that. Um, also, I'd love for you to leave us a a rating and a, a review on uh, on iTunes. Uh, those actually do help a lot, and uh, and so I'd love for you to go do that. And then the third thing is this. Uh, head over to Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash bornagainanxious, um, and, and like the page, follow the page uh, for, for updates. Um, there's more than just the podcast. Uh, there's, there's some other things that that get posted there as well. So I uh, would love for you to do those things. Uh, if you have found this this podcast to be helpful, to be encouraging, to be equipping, uh, pass it along to a friend um, because that's that's another way that we, we give hope to one another uh, is we say, hey, uh, here's this thing that was encouraging to me. Maybe it'll be encouraging to you also. 